This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and my guest today is Miss Julie Newmar. As many of you know, Julie plays the role of a female robot in the new TV series, Living Doll. But take it from me, Julie is no mechanical tinker toy. This statuesque, brown-eyed blonde is the epitome of a real, live, breathing, living doll if I ever saw one. Her beautiful face and fabulous figure have helped to make her one of the most popular young actresses on Broadway and in Hollywood. Julie, darling, I'm delighted that you had time to drop by today. Oh, thank you. This is a great honor for me, Lucy. Well, you have no you, uh, idea. Well, thank you. You know, statuesque is truly the word that describes you, Julie. The first time I saw you walk across the studio lot, I said, she walks like a dancer. And someone said, she is. She's a very fine dancer. I understand that's how your fabulous career started, actually. Well, I, it did. Actually, it was my mother who got me started dancing. She was in Ziegfeld Follies, and she wanted to give me all the kind of lessons she didn't have, you know. She, did, she was in the Follies with Marilyn Miller. So I must have had acrobatic, Spanish, oh. character, Rue St. Denis, ballet, toe. I had about... I remember taking eight classes on Saturday just in dancing alone. That's a was, lot of classes, but mm. did you really resent it, or did you oh, not no, mind not it? Oh, no, not at all. Not, I just did everything I was told, and I'm very glad that it, it worked out that way, because I think that uh, it's the best preparation for acting, because you have use of your body that, without training in either dance or mime or, uh, or whatever m men do in particular sports or things, you, you haven't the facility to work, particularly in comedy. Wouldn't you say that? Of course, I, I know it's very important, but at, the, at an early age, children sometimes resent the fact that... Uh, I know my daughter complains if I get too many lessons going for her because oh, yeah. I feel the way your mother did, that expose them to a teacher now and then and let's see if they can keep up an interest in something well, like that. having you as a mother, they wouldn't need a teacher because just observing you is enough learning. You'll find out, Julie, when you have <laughs> children of your own that they pay no attention to you. They still have to have a teacher. They don't really want to uh, compete so. with you, you know? Well, the uh, training that you did have, because your wonderful mother, who incidentally, I understand, was a Ziegfeld Follies beauty. Yes. What was her name in the Follies? Helen Jesmer. Helen Jesmer. Yes. Beautiful name, and I understand one of the most beautiful women that oh, ever yes, walked was. across Ziegfeld's stage. Oh, Eddie Kanner said she had the most beautiful legs in the Follies. Well, I should like to meet her sometime. Do they, do your family... Uh, they live out here. They live here? Yes, about ten minutes away. Perhaps you'll let me meet your mother and your dad oh, sometime. she'd be so delighted. <laughs> Are you an only child? No, no, I have a very brilliant brother who goes to Harvard now. He graduated in astrophysics at uh, Caltech and has all kinds of awards from all around from the country. And uh, right now he's in political psychology. I'm terribly proud of him, as you can tell. My, and it's very impressive sounding. The, uh, what is his age? He's 22. Is he he's an older 22. brother? Uh, that's very nice, too. <laughs> he's very much younger. Have you always been tall, Julie? Yes. Did it bother you at any time, like it does some children? I have tall children also. It, it bothered me until I had a kind of inner confidence about who I was, until I learned who I was. And when it was did. that? When did you learn who you were and I how? It, I think it took about seven years, and it started about the age of 20. It's a gradual kind of getting to know yourself, and you stop imitating, you stop emulating other people. You know, I'm sure painters do that. They copy Rembrandt, or even comedians copy, they copy you. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> Thank you. It's a wonderful Not feeling, outwardly, but isn't it? I know that I, I, I so much 
You, to me, are the greatest comedian in the whole world. I'm, everyone else does that, too. Thank so, you. But it is a wonderful feeling when you get to sort of know yourself. Yes, it? it is. Yes. It's a great inner feeling. Yes, that's right. It's a certain thing that I found just the other day as I was working on The Living Doll. In, in the 16th week of shooting, I found what we in, in acting call our consciousness, the thing which moves you from inside out, which mm -hmm. gives you, in which you can do no wrong. You know? I, I should think. Thing I should think being nervous. a robot would be one of the most difficult things to do in the acting profession. And especially anyone as lively and as, oh, really uh, earthy as you are, <laughs> Julie, as we know you, you know, bouncing and gay and wonderful. I should think that it would be sort of a, uh, a pull down every day to be a robot. It's a curious thing to play something that you feel you are the opposite of. Yes. And yet it is marvelous because then you can build up something and... Uh, feel an accomplishment? Yes. Uh, oftentimes, I, uh, not oftentimes, but once in a while I played parts of really witchy women, really evil. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't quite think of myself like that. Of course But I not. find that there's a freedom in doing that and letting out what witchiness there is in me. And there, always, there is every element, every, every coloration in a person's emotion, we are all from good to evil. We have everything. It just depends upon what we show and what we demonstrate, kind of like exercising muscles. Mm -hmm. But I find out in letting that out, there's a tremendous richness and a wonderful freedom that is sometimes even richer than trying to behave like what I think I am. A little hard for the uh, layman to understand. Do you understand that? I think I understand yes. most of it. <laughs> well, they often say, oh, you know, they often say that a person who in real life is really... Uh, very kind can play uh, heavies on, on, on the screen and do them so very well. And so, so oftentimes the opposite. Those who play all the nice, sweet, little, wonderful, kind little girls are really impossible women to work with. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to quickly jump to your decorating uh, oh, funny. <laughs> arts. You seem to have a great pride in your New York penthouse. Oh, I, I love to do everything. I love to paint and sketch. and do, I design all my own clothes, you know. And yes. Uh, and, uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, to, I like to cook and do all sorts of things. Where did you learn all artistic. that? From oh, my mother. From your mother? She's very artistic. She sounds like yes. a fabulous woman. You're a good cook, I'll bet just bet. Well, good plain cook, if I had more time, I Yes, I that's think it, I, but you have it with you, you know, you have it there. I like to cook, and I'm teaching my yes. children to cook. I think it's a marvelous thing for both boys and girls to yes. learn. Yes, yes. Do you sound like you've had a wonderful uh, childhood and a wonderful life? Well, particularly right now, and I think the most extraordinary part I've ever had is this living doll, because it's presented the biggest challenge to me. And I think the more someone asks of me, the happier I am in trying to fulfill that. I would say that I'm at my happiest now. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. You're really trying to please, aren't you? Yes. At the moment, you are uh, staying in California, of course, because of your work. But I understand you have traveled a great deal. Yes. What's your favorite country? Besides America, of course. I'm very much at home in England because people there are so basically and in innately kind. They so desire to please people. There's such warmth that you feel you can go out even further to them. You can open up, you know. Mm -hmm. You feel so comfortable. What about Spain? Spain is curious. It's changed. I just came back from there, as a matter of fact, bought about uh, 25 new dresses from new couturier that I discovered, which is kind of great fun. Are you that interested in clothes, Julie, besides the ones you design for yourself? No, but don't you on television have to have an, an awfully big wardrobe, don't you? Yes, um, I do for various things. 
I'm not terribly interested in clothes, but I must say, if I had found someone that was, you know, Why? real great, for, I don't know. I I, I like to be so relaxed in my in my own living that I don't really care about clothes. Of course, I have to have them for when we do go out, and I happen to be married to a man who is. Uh, very cognizant of the well-dressed woman and what she should wear, so he puts me to shame quite often. I always wanted to ask you, because you wear slacks a lot, does that help you to play comedy or because you feel free? I feel free in them. I yes. feel uh, I need uh, every free moment that I uh -huh. get, and I feel freer in that type of... of um, uh, clothing, uh -huh. what I call station wagon clothes, you know, <laughs> relaxing clothes. <laughs> Julie, you are a font of many things that I would like to uh, probe. Would you come back again? Oh, thank you so much. Our time is up for today, and thank I you, just Lucy. want you back because I've got a million questions to ask you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I have been talking to Miss Julie Newmar, star of Living Doll, and she sure is one. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today I'm talking to the star of Living Doll, that statuesque, beautiful, brown-eyed blonde, Julie Newmar. Julie, yesterday we got off rather erratically from one thing to the other, but that is Julie Newmar, one thing to another. Actress, painter, uh, couturier, linguist, dancer, pianist. Cook. Cook. Tell me, uh, Julie, um, have you ever been married? No, I never have. Why not? No. I don't know. Can you solve it for me? No. No. <laughs> well, what kind of man are you looking for besides a tall one? No, just any man. Well, it's, he's got to be tall. Now, Julie, really, how tall are you? Five feet ten. Five feet ten. It doesn't have to ten. be tall. It's all the same sitting down. Uh, yeah, but it's nicer because it's, it makes a man more comfortable, and we want that yes, from the beginning. Right. I'd rather the man be superior. That's right. Yes, that's that's right. for sure. Yes. Mentally and mostly physically. Mostly mentally, yes. Mm -hmm. I think so. Well, what type yes. of man are you looking for? No, for a long time I thought I'd always want to marry a banker, you know, or somebody I had in the foreign service or something kind of, which to my mind was romantic. But now that I spent so much time in show business, I really feel <laughs> that I'd rather marry someone in show business. I'd really like to marry a director or a writer. I'm with you, girl. Ideally. I think someone within our business is much yes. uh, makes much more sense because yes. I think it's very difficult for people outside our business, truly outside it, to understand our hours and our uh, emotions yes. and our hard work. Yes. And uh, it is hard work. And then and we too have so much more to give them since they understand. Since we understand them. That's a nice thing to say, Julie, and typical of you too, because you were thinking of what you could give that person. That's very important when you think about getting married. Not just what they can give you, but what yes. you can give that marriage, that person. Well, we have kind of a reflection of their happiness and vice versa, so it does work out that way. What is your idea of a really strong man, you know, strength in a man? Strength usually is in simplicity. Usually you see it in the calmest waters, in the most, in a, well, I'm thinking of different people, but it usually exists in, in a kind of quietness, in a kind of inner knowing, inner confidence, the, where one is, knows that one has love from the inside, that it does not have to be gotten always from the outside, like entertainment must always be gotten from the outside, but the ability to sit alone, not all the time, but to have awareness of self. Be satisfied with self. Yes, in, in a funny way, it's really in the higher sense of loving yourself. Mm-hmm. It's very important. You have mm -hmm. to like yourself first yes. before you can like anyone else. What you said about the calmness 
uh, I certainly agree with. And that comes, I think, with experience yes. and a little age and kind of resting assured within yourself that the grass isn't always greener someplace else. Yes. Knowing that you, what you have, knowing what you have, knowing what you want, and recognizing it when you get it. It's an incredible thing to think about, but we ourselves have much more intelligence than we, than we ever use. We have, we have a fantastically physical being, much more strength than we ever use. We have more of everything. Mm -hmm. So we really don't have to feel, we always have to run outside or be, go to pieces if, uh, you know, if, if something is not outside of us, because it really exists inside to be given and you shared. You have a wonderful philosophy, Julie. Uh, when do you think you will get married? What do you think well, will... Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> hmm. Really? Yes. Are you in love? No. But you just think you'll get married? Oh, yes. I feel that I'll meet somebody, and two months I'll get married. I feel that I'll meet somebody, and three days I'll know. Maybe I'll know instantly. I, I have an uncanny sort of um, intuition about things like that. It's funny. I would like to see your favorite room, wherever oh, really? it is. Yes, where is it? I suppose it would be my bedroom. Mm -hmm. It's tremendously cozy. Cozy and what else? What colors? Oh, it's white and it's blue and periwinkle and mauve and marvelously cool colors. It's designed by Cecil Beaton and has this great nine-foot Italian, seven-foot Italian gate behind the bed. And, uh, oh, it's, it's just very beautiful. It's an enormous big bed. How did you get Cecil Beaton to design your bedroom? I copied it. Oh, you copied <laughs> yes. it? From what? From what? from a very famous stage setting that he did. I forget, I think it was in uh, something called Lulu. It was this marvelous, marvelous bed with a kind of drape over it and these two uh, 15th century angels holding up the drapes right over the very top. And they have beautiful marble kind of uh, lamps on either side and marvelous white antique furniture. It's really beautiful. You're Some from lovely an, paintings. You're from another era, Julie. Really? Yes, well, you're... I think in the bedroom it could be romantic, but in the living room that can be something, you know, business-like. I, I think you're reincarnated, and I love your bedroom, and someday I <laughs> hope to get to see it. Um, the man that fits into that picture, do you think you would change your bedroom? Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, anything you wanted. You could have red and silk polka dots. I don't care. <laughs> mm -hmm. What are the paintings like, Julie? Oh, well, I bought some paintings in San Francisco. It's, I own a picture of a boat and three flowers. It's very simple, modern. Mm -hmm. I like to discover new things. Do since you... I don't have the money to afford Renoir, you know. <laughs> mm, who does? <laughs> the um, hopes that you have, Julie, for your personal life, then, we will say that you do want to get married and you do want to have children? Oh, yes. How oh. many? Oh, two. Two? I used to want three. Uh huh. Why but did you, know... you chalk off one? Oh, the world's overpopulated. Oh, well, that <laughs> takes care of that. Where do you think you would want to live? Married, that is. I don't know, really. I, re I really most love New York, but I think things change after a while. I think in one's youth and one's development, New York is the most stimulating place, particularly in our business. One grows to be an actress there. One has real challenges there. You More know. so than California, Julie? Yes, yes. I think people out here, you know, one develops best into a star out here or a personality. But one, if one wants to be an actress... Well, it's, you know... Why, you mean the stage? Sort of, yes. 
Mm -hmm. one, is not, one is not concerned about being a star. Well, it's regimented, but I can't say that they're not concerned with being a star because they run to Hollywood the first chance they get. But oh, yes. you are talking about the regimentation and the discipline. Yeah, the discipline, really, Lucy, Which, yes. is, of course, mm -hmm. is a, a great value mm -hmm. to someone like yourself yes. uh, who recognizes it mm -hmm. for what it is. The future for you, what, what do you hope that it really is? Your almost immediate future, I mean the next two or three years. You know, well, I hope, of course, that this will be a success. That would be wonderful. I mean, beyond the, the series. It's, it's funny, Lucy. I never look to tomorrow. I've always had that. I've, I've never had any ambition. I've had a tremendous amount of drive and energy. But I never look to tomorrow because I think it is so valuable to spend all one's energy in doing the very best one can at the very moment. You, couldn't have, existing. you could not have answered that better for something that I would understand because oh, really? I absolutely agree ah, with you. That's why you're so successful. And so accepted and so well-loved and so many things. Well, thank it, you, it dear. It comes. You don't have to go after it. It's like money. It comes, too, That's when you right. really do. When you're ready, yes. all of that follows. Mm -hmm. uh, this distinction between ambition and drive, yes. a lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. We have ambition, of course, yes. but not the uh, drive that people always sort of name us with, you know? Yes. I think this is particularly true of you. Particularly, That's what makes you so feminine. Thank you, Is that you have the energy, but not that clawing, clawing, you know... You're a pretty fabulous, feminine creature, Julie. And I like you very much. Please come back again someday. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Bye for now. I have been talking to Miss Julie Newmar, star of Living Doll. And she sure is one. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.